Good evening. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A. In beautiful downtown Arlington, Virginia, of course, that is Clarendon, the heart of the universe, the heart of all things, downtown Arlington. Back again for episode 241, I'm Chris Farley, alongside me, across from me, one co-host is my wife, Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? That was a really long intro. Um, Also, I miss Docs, and I really feel like I'm starting to forget what he looks like. Well, let's bring him in, and he can tell. And you know, I feel like it was a regular intro, you know, where it was I, very enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I try to bring enthusiasm. Let's bring in Williamy Docs. Docs, what's up? It's a shame that you forget what I look like because then you're not going to be shocked by the transformation. I I know he doesn't get enough credit for the transformation. Let's talk about that transformation even before. I mean, this is such big news. I want to get to this even before I get to the agenda. And you know, I love to get to the agenda. But Docs, um, you you text me this week. You've lost some weight. Yeah. <laughs> nice work, man. Congrats. Kai Shai Fitness Challenge had some had some positive effects. We talked about the Kai Shai Fitness Challenge yes uh, last week. So if you don't, if you didn't tune in to last week in the episode with Ross Martinson, shame on you. But we explained the Kai Shai Fitness Challenge, and if you don't know what Kai Shai is, you really need to go back to some uh, old Pace the Nation episodes. But uh, the Kai Shai Fitness Challenge was happening. UVA alumni. There was twelve of us competing against each other. Docs was on Team Orange. I was on Team Blue. Uh, Docs, I feel like you were team team orange captain, and you took it seriously because uh, I think you lost double digit weight, right? Yeah, <laughs> nice work, That's crazy. Man. Yeah, wow. Are you going to tell us how much, or do we have to put a poll together to guess how much <laughs> yeah, weight you lost? It just goes to show how how bad my fitness was before we started this whole thing. <laughs> That's all it really does. That's the only story it tells. Well, he's down. Uh, so when we do see uh, Docs next time, he'll he'll be uh, sleeker. His t-shirts won't fit as tightly. Uh, well, so well done. I mean, man. let's let's be honest. I, I I'm cheap as hell, and and I didn't <laughs> want to buy new clothes. So I I, I I needed to fit those t-shirts again because I really like my t-shirt collection. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was a month-long fitness challenge, and Docs is going to be in quarantine like right. for the foreseeable future. So uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do to maintain this fitness now. Yeah, well, hopefully I, not I n- not this. This this was ridiculous. It ended last week. Uh, last well, week, it ended, it ended, ended two nights week. ago. Yeah, it, as trust we, me, I remember. As we broadcast here, July second, it was a month-long fitness challenge uh, between uh, a couple of teams former UVA track cross-country athletes. I explained the scoring system last week, how it was anti-running. You remember that, right, Docs? Well, I don't think it was so much as as you explaining the scoring system as you outright accusing me of manipulating the scoring (laughs) system to sabotage you. Uh, I was so shocked and stunned by the accusation, I wasn't thinking clearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Upon reflection... Uh, my my mic drop was was pretty simple. 
the scoring was finalized, not by me, by the way, before right. teams were chosen, there was a equal chance that you were on my team as if <laughs> you were off my team. Why would I put something in there to sabotage somebody that has a 50% chance of being on my team? It makes no sense at all. Uh, there was too much logic in that explanation. Yeah, I don't have a good rebut for that. I had a really good... If you want my good rebut, go back to last week's episode where I was basing <laughs> it on emotion, not facts. I don't want the facts. Um, but, uh, the, well, I'll tell you the facts are. The facts are Docs' Team Orange won. There was a poll on uh, the Pace Nation Twitter account. And people voted. The people have voted. And uh, Docs was ultimately... The no, 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 no. It's not over yet. There's still a day to go. It's not over yet. Day to go. The polls go. still open. All right. The polls are still open. By the time you're listening to this show, the polls will be closed. But Dox is currently the leader in the clubhouse, which pains me to say. But uh, you could vote on Team Orange, which is Dox, Team Blue, Farley, or Team Red. Team Red in the face and tired of this contest. Uh, yeah, which it's was Team, team Red Cully. in the face. Yeah, I actually should have just done like an eye roll emoji. Yeah. Like I think that would have been a little bit more of descriptive of the feeling that I, <laughs> along with the rest of the Kai Shy wives, feel. Well, probably yeah. the rest of the listening audience too has the eye roll, or the, they're fast forwarding through this section of our show. Yeah, particularly because it's a contest that if you don't know what Kai Shy is, you have no idea what we're talking about, and right. it's a contest that's exclusive to a group of people who don't even listen to our show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some No, there's some it's bad a contest logic. between me and Chris Farley, and that's the only important thing for our that's listeners. True. That's true. I have that's true. Yeah, I have been steady I have been steadfast on this point. Like we're gonna talk about our lives and what we want to talk about. Listeners be darned. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> click, I have click, been click, I've been click, pretty click, steadfast. Everybody for, turning us off <laughs> uh, I've been steadfast for five years on that. Um, I do, I do have a, an agenda to get to. I, I did want to mention that Julie is now doing again. Reiterate the fact Julie is now doing uh, social media. So um, Julie, thank well, you for putting the poll. I don't know if we're reiterating it right. Like last week, I was like, guys, this is ridiculous. Like somebody should take over social media. I'll do it. Yeah. So well. So, I guess this is the official announcement that I'm committing to it to be held accountable to it. Yep. So she put the poll up and we'll, we'll have more, um, more content that is consistent, um, on Twitter and Twitter is going to be our main, uh, platform. Uh, of course, follow us at pace the nation. Uh, hopefully you're already doing that. Um, can, can, can I just throw in there? Uh, yes. it, it, it disappoints me that Twitter is our official platform because I, I absolutely hate Twitter right now. <laughs> you, you, it's the, it's the absolute worst place in the world, Twitter. All right. What uh, about what wh- about IG? I don't know. It, 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 IG is probably going to get there soon. Face, Facebook's <laughs> probably worse than Twitter, but I already left that country. All right. All right. So would you like us on Snapchat or would you like us on TikTok? <laughs> TikTok is is bad. You guys, TikTok is stealing your data. Yes, they all are. But all right, before we get, I, and I'm dying to get to the agenda and we got to get to our guest. Real quick, Docs, why do you hate Twitter so much now? Oh, well, I mean, for one, like, just the, there's, I hate it for two reasons, not just one reason. So uh, my first essay is all about how 
mean everybody is and how unthoughtful people are. That's it's, true. It, like, and if you look at the comments, people people don't think for themselves. It's it's like it it, it it's just a great way to just give yourself anxiety. And the mm-hmm. second reason I hate it is seventy five percent of my my t- news feed now is things that people I follow liked, and right. it's either about like somebody's third cousin who I've never met had a baby. <laughs> Or right. it's like some guy who liked some porn star's topless photo. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Yeah, that's true. I think if you like something and you follow that person, they see what you liked. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful what you're liking. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very cautionary tale there, Docs. All right. I got to get to the agenda. We've got a big show to get to today, uh, team. Really excited to be joined on the phone by... Jared Schaffer, who ran every single street in D.C. He took nine months, and he ran every single street in D.C. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of mileage. I'm not sure how exactly how many miles, but it's a lot of miles. And he's been on a uh, media tour, and he's going to make his biggest stop uh, yet here on Pace the Nation. Also on today's program, we want to talk about UConn and their cross-country program on the men's side being canceled. So some bad news there. Uh, so we'll touch on that and get Julie's perspective on that. Uh, Docs has got some update on uh, time travel. Uh, you know, there is always a discussion about time travel and the uh, and the space-time continuum on this show. So we'll get an update uh, from Docs as we are the experts in that field. All right, but let's get to Jared. Jared Schaffer, who is a local runner, decided to run every single street and alley in dc took about nine months it was over 2400 miles good bit or bad bit maybe we'll ask him um pretty pretty i'd say impressive bit uh took him nine months 186 runs and 2400 miles jared schaffer joins us next here on pace the nation All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julian Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by the guy who ran every single street in Washington, D.C. It's Jared Schaffer. Jared, how are you? I'm uh, good. It's actually Schaffer, but I really appreciate the mispronunciation. <laughs> um, dude, <laughs> so he's a listener, so he's already got. He's, he's already so excited off, right off now. The, he's right so excited part. you botched it. Dude, I. I, so I, I <laughs> This is so funny. I, I literally, I wasn't sure if it was chauffeur or chauffeur. So it's chauffeur. Is that right, Jared? Right. Damn it. Like, like you're, you're driving a black car uh, and you got a bunch of people in the back who are going to prom. That's, that's the type of thing? <laughs> is that's that... the joke I'm used to. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. But listen, listen, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure you're gonna be able, you guys are going to be able to ch- catch this audio. But I went to pronunciation.com or whatever, and I typed in S C H O F E R, and that's how you pr- that's how you spell it, right? Right. Okay. All right. Hold on. Listen to this. Chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't say chauffeur. That doesn't sound like we're going to uh, you know homecoming. Yeah. Poor, no. poor guy. He didn't know his whole life he was pronouncing his name wrong. I know. Sorry. It's so unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> So, um, sorry, 
Jared Schofer <laughs> joins us. Total tangent. I didn't think we were going to go down that road to begin. Um, do people mispronounce your name or is it just me? Probably just me. Well, no, all the time, especially my first name because uh, <laughs> my mom actually misspelled it when I was born. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So it is J A R A D, Jared. Yeah. And, okay. People so, call you Jared, Jared. <laughs> Gerard, Gerard. Um, Yared, but it is just Jared, like it ends in E-D. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Well. That is so funny. I, well, I appreciate your mom taking some of the heat off me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, dude, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I uh, really enjoyed your article in Run Washington recently uh, that uh, Charlie and the gang did. Uh, you ran every street in Washington D.C., and we've been um, we've been kind of you know during this pandemic, uh, not a lot of things have been happening. So there's a lot of bits that been go- that have been going on, um, you know, running wise bits. Whether you're running with bouncing a basketball for a mile, or you're running in blue jeans, <laughs> or you know, this I think is a good bit, very good bit. And I would say this was not a pandemic like inspired bit because you had to start before the pandemic, right? Uh, yeah, I started like late August last year. Yeah. And so what inspired you to do this? Um, it was that I had seen that Ricky Gates had done it. He's a professional runner. He really made it popular by doing it in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I, I had, uh, recently signed up for this Vol State 500K, which we can talk about, but it's uh, all roads. And um, I just like looked at the map of DC and, you know, uh, tried to see if anyone had ever done it. And I got the sense that nobody did. And I thought, wow, what a way to explore the city. Like what a huge challenge to take on. And I think the timing's about right that I would need about 10 months or so to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I could, you know, finish up for the Vol State. And I was planning to do a ton of running anyway. So I figured why not have it, you know, be structured like this. So that's kind of where the idea was born. And the, the article, again, is in Run Washington. Jared Schofer runs every public street and alley in D.C. Now, do you live in Washington, D.C.? Where do you live? Uh, yeah, I live in Parkview. Okay, so you live in, live in Parkview. Um, now... You probably had run a number of these streets, but for in this nine-month span, I assume you redid every – like, what were the rules of the contest? Yeah, so you're right. I started fresh completely. So in order to do that, I started a new Strava account, and I linked it to City Strides, which was the, the website that keeps track of all the running. And then, yeah, I just um, started out, you know, in a pretty – poor fashion i would say just running these random neighborhoods and running to them by weird circuitous routes from my home and i after about a month i realized that was really hard to keep track of right. but the way you described it is correct yeah so so it was there there wasn't a plan that's what the next thing i was going to ask you was there a big map at home where you're like you know, putting a Sharpie to every street or how did you keep it organized? How did you, was it just on Strava? No, it was, a, you're right. Actually, I, I went to the DC office of planning and I was able to get a city map and um, 
when I got it from the guy, he was like, he was just curious, like, why do you want this? And I told him, and he was just kind of, he kind of made a face like, I don't believe that's going to be possible. <laughs> but um, so I had the I had the paper map, but the paper map doesn't keep track of all the alleys. And uh, what I would do is just um, Strava, link that to City Strides. That would keep track, you know, in a digital sense with like a real actual percentage completion next to the map. And then I would also just draw out my routes for fun on my big paper map and denote each one with like a different, like a rotating set of markers so mm -hmm. that it became this really cool looking collage. Yeah. So were there any points where you had to, you know, metro places to get started on your route? Like how, how did that work? Oh yeah. So, I mean, like the first month I was just like trying to be this warrior who would run from my home to everywhere. <laughs> And, you know, repeating tons of miles. But after I realized it was just too many repeat miles, I I would either drive. I sort of like took it took on two forms. I would either drive after work and I work in Upper Northwest. So I would try to just do like all the neighborhoods in Upper Northwest, kind of park my car, run around for two hours in the neighborhood. And even if I was going more than two hours, I'd have to go move the car and then start to do it again, you know, do it a little more. And then, but on the weekends, I would usually drive or metro to some place that was kind of a significant distance from Parkview, because those those you know, neighborhoods had to be like get done at some point. And I they just they weren't the kind of places I could just casually go to after work for an hour or right. two. Um, so, how many miles are you doing on a typical? Typical day is it? I mean, you you can run a lot of miles. Obviously, you're an ultra marathon runner. But I would assume you've you've got segments of a half mile or a mile that you got to take care of, and that might be it. Uh, sometimes, but I would say if it was something like that, I would simply just drive there mm -hmm. and just do it quickly, and then you know go somewhere else. But mostly, it was like during the week, it would be ten or so, ten around ten miles during the weekdays, and then on the weekend, I would try to do twenty-five to thirty on a Sunday. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> how did you like your miles must have been kind of slow because you're like, oh, I got to turn here. And right. like, how did you keep track when you're actually physically running of like where you needed to go? And was there ever a point where you're like, you know, finish this two hour run and you're like, ah, I missed this one alley. Totally lost. <laughs> right. Uh, there were many times like that. Um, I found that I could keep track of about five miles uh, like without doing anything sort of just around five miles and i could sort of tell like when i would start to get a little hazy on what i've done and not done and so um what i would do is i would carry a paper map in like a plastic bag a printout of the neighborhood and then my four color pen and and if after about four or five miles i would stop and mark up on the neighborhood and yes it was slow because it's a lot of like you know, left turn here and then duck into this alley and oh this alley is shaped like an h so i just have to kind of do the entire H and then come back to where I started or else I'll be lost. Like, you know, cause if I come out another end then I missed the other portion of that street that I left, you know? So I would say it was mostly like that with the, the map and the pen. And some days it was just kind of like, ah, oh, like I'll just check Strava later and return if I have to. Now, in, in th that's a key part of it is the Strava, you know, my, you know, my watch isn't charged or my, my satellites don't connect. You could have none of that, right? It had to be all documented on Strava, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, because then it has to connect to city strides. And so um, there were times when I would fire up the watch and it was just like waiting, waiting. And then I'd try my phone and eventually it would. But yeah, it was I, I don't I hate to like sort of, you know, so, um, some people say like a run has no meaning if you don't post about it or put it on Strava. That's but me, buddy. I didn't like that, to. That, that's me. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I didn't like to so, you know subscribe to that theory, but here I had to. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I had to wait. And then, as you probably know, sometimes you'd return home and your Strava would just look like it was drunk. Right. Like, <laughs> and that there's nothing you can do but deal with it because you, there's no like program to have it like snap to the streets or anything. So that was just whatever. I, I'd come home and kind of be like, I know what I did within reason. <laughs> so it's 2,400 plus miles. I mean, did you have any idea? I, th- th- that's shocking to me. I think DC is like this, you know, little pocket here that's not <laughs> that big. But did you have any idea that it was? I assume you did knew knew that it was almost <laughs> twenty five hundred miles before you started. Um, I would say I had gotten some stats from uh, my friend Mike Katz about about just what D dot claims they have for miles of roads and uh, alleys and. It looked like it totaled to around 1900. Mm-hmm. So I, I had some sense it would be around that, but I also knew that, uh, and this is like another component that appealed to me is that there's like a mass component to doing this. And there's, you know, there's going to be like this necessary overlap. And as I would do the runs, it seemed like if I was doing 20% overlap, that was to me like a good benchmark. If it was more than that, then it was probably poorly planned. Mm-hmm. But you, it was unavoidable overlap. Right, right. Um, so the the twenty four hundred, I thought, oh, that that actually that seems about right. Did you do you feel do you feel like this was uh, good for your training for this five hundred ten day race five hundred k ten day race that you're doing? <laughs> oh, um, I do because uh, it was all on road. Right, and it was very monotonous, and. Um, so in that sense, yes. I mean, the only thing is that the 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 ten day race is mostly on roads that don't have sidewalks right. and that just have like shoulders. So that um, that was probably the only part that it didn't really help with. Did you ever have a moment or moments when you were out there and you're like braving the elements and you didn't know you know where you were and you're like. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? Yeah, let's get some examples. Good question. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> so when, in the fall, you know, the, the sun goes down really early. So in the fall, when I started doing it, it would get dark really early. So then I'd have my headlamp. It's much tougher in the dark. Then it might start raining. It's a lot harder in the rain. Because you have this plastic bag with the map, but right. it's like it's you know it's getting wet. You can't take it out to mark it up unless you find like a bus stop to you know re- seek shelter. You don't want to stray too far from the road, you know, because of the GPS. Like, um, so I think early on I had those moments. Um, um, there were times when it was like pretty dejecting, like getting rejected from certain uh, neighborhoods. I had like this rule of thumb of like, I would ask politely if I could, you know, try to explain what I was doing. And who were you? Uh, at, they were, who were you asking? Like the the people? Like some lived. private private neighborhoods where there's like a security guard and a gate, and you know, it's technically like uh, that to me is like where the whole like 
you know, is it a public road or not? Well, it, it isn't, but I'd like to do it at least if I can, right. you know, because I mean, if the, you know, it's just a simple ask if they say no, no problem. And, or maybe return later and say, and see if they say no again. And so there were times when that was pretty frustrating. Um, but ultimately I just accepted that. Oh, I just, uh, obviously I just can't do everything. Right. Um, you know, that sort of came into focus more as the, as the project wound down when I realized how big the military compounds were down in Southeast and, you know, things like that. Yeah. They weren't going to let you on the, the Navy yard, uh, military compound, I would assume. Um, I mean, I didn't even try what well, they would just be like, swat you out crazy. of there. <laughs> so, so did, did people, did you engage people in conversation when you're doing this because you're running down roads that probably not a lot of people run down, um, where people are like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. So many times. And, and it was really fun for me. I mean, there was a uh, one time I was doing like the very eastern corner of dc i find that just to be a cool place where southern and eastern avenues meet um and a a lady had seen me there and then like about four hours later i made my way closer to her home and she came out and she's like what are you doing and i told her and she's like because she's like i saw you four hours ago over by eastern and southern and i was like and it was a winter day so it was like 25 30 degrees maybe and so um I explained it to her and she thought that was really cool. And several people would sort of like, I guess I would see them like, cause I started going to uh, South, like East of the Anacostia, like every Sunday for like just months and months mm -hmm. because, you know, it's far away. And I just, I just knew like I had to go there and just knock out 25 to 30 mile segments. Oh and so people would see me. You know, it was either like if it was during the week, they'd see me like day after day because they'd be out walking their dog. And be like, that's the same guy from yesterday. Right. Or if it was over in East of Anacostia, it'd be like Sunday after Sunday. They'd be like, why is this guy like, you know, back again this next Sunday? So they would talk to me and I would just tell them what I'm doing. And they would be like, uh, you know, it was it, it moved from like puzzlement to just sheer horror to like wow that's really cool <laughs> so they got to that stage of really cool that's good so some did yeah some, some, some thought you're just weird instagram. yeah yeah they thought i was but some would be like what's your instagram i really want to see you finish this through and whatnot so other guys uh one guy was um i mean you must guess that get all of you must get this a lot when you're running and people say what are you running a marathon or something yeah right and you know you sort of just say kind of and and one guy told me he was like he's like if anyone gives you trouble here i got your back just say my name say he gave me his business card and i was like oh okay thanks you know for having my back did you ever have to call him uh no i never called <laughs> that's him, good but, um, that's good but it's yeah, good to have good. that's good to have it was good to know the name and I, I was actually somewhat curious to see if it would work right <laughs> yeah or it could make it worse <laughs> that's true oh, yeah. well if i yeah if i say the name and they're like we don't we don't know that guy right, we don't right. like that guy yeah <laughs> that's true or we don't know is neutral we don't like the guy is worse it could be trouble <laughs> yeah so running all of the roads in dc is kind of like running on a treadmill for 2400 miles <laughs> right because like at the end of it like you're still at your house like what did you ever think about the fact that you could run to like Santa Monica, California, with your twenty four hundred miles. 2400 I, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Twenty three hundred miles away from here is Santa Monica, California. I bet there were some February <laughs> days where you're thinking, "Wow, Santa Monica would be nice." 
<laughs> well, sure, but I mean, I guess I look at it the other way of like, I was probably going to run that many miles anyways, <laughs> so why not do something really interesting um, and really hard to keep track of and something that I think no one's done before. Did you discover anything about DC, like something you didn't know that you ran by while you were on your journey? Yeah, good question. I mean, number one that comes to mind, I discovered that how, how hilly Southeast is. Hmm. I had no idea. When you're doing this kind of running, you're going... You're just going like up and down the same hill, you know, because you're going like, you know, one street, then the next parallel street, the next parallel street. <laughs> right. So over in Southeast, I never knew how hilly it was. Um, that was one thing. Another was that there's that tiny bit of D.C. on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. I had no clue that it's just like for some reason, if you look at the boundary map, a little part of the Woodrow Wilson Bridge going from Alexandria to Oxon Hill, Maryland, is considered part of D.C. So I had to go down there. Hmm fire up the watch and do this quarter mile. Um, and other than that, I just discovered all these beautiful murals that I never knew existed, especially east of the Anacostia. Oh, that's really cool. What was what was your favorite mural that you saw along the way? Wow, favorite one. Um, one that really sticks out is this, there's a Maya Angelou one next to a school of, you know, with her name. And hmm. it, it's right on East Capitol Street as you head close to... Um, basically the border the eastern uh, corner of dc cool. that one really sticks out That's very yeah. cool did you run on uh 395 and 95 and all that stuff 295 good question um highways are off limits i mean it, for this kind of project ricky gates said the same thing about san francisco and you know there are clear-cut signs that say no pedestrians <laughs> i did I did every entrance and exit ramp that I possibly could if it looked safe to do onto mm -hmm. such roads. And like, I tried to improvise, like for 395, I ran over top of it, you know, like on the mall where it kind of, I ran to the tunnel and then I would later right. go up and run over top of it as best I could. Nice. But, you know, like to try, I would, some, some of them I would run under them and count it that way. Like, I mean, a good example would be Canal Road. I just didn't feel that it was, there was no shoulder. You'd just be walking oh, on that's that. Dicey. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That stone wall, yeah. basically. So I just instead I did, you know, the CNO basically all the way out. And I even returned on like the, you know, the uh, Capitol Crescent Trail to kind of count that. But I had to avoid just based on safety. Some of those. things. Yeah. Canal Road. I mean, that's as you go to Georgetown from, you know, uh, key or from uh, Chain Bridge. Yeah, that you, you can't do that. Yeah, so no, I, there's I, no where there's to nothing. even walk. Right, yeah. right. So you did CNO. Okay. Yeah. All right. You could follow Jared. It's Jared J A R A D. So we want to be clear on that. Two one one two on Instagram, and you've got a lot of great Instagram posts of of what you did, and you're really good right. with the Instagram. Like, what, what do you call those? The Instagram like, when when you do like letters or is there a word for that or you make a word oh the strava art strava maybe, yeah. art you're really good at strava art so props to you there man um oh yeah <laughs> so jared um how did your wife feel about this thing um she initially was a you know a little bit like um i don't know just surprised and kind of like whoa really like you're gonna go to every neighborhood um 
it wasn't so much about the time away from home. Like she wanted you she out of the house. With, okay. <laughs> well, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but she, she was fine with that or she kind of knew what she signed up for. I mean, we only recently got married, but like she, um, yeah. So, but the part about like me going off to these neighborhoods I'd never been to before, um, she was a little hesitant about that, but yeah. I explained to her that I would just try to be as safe as I could. And I wouldn't do anything that felt unsafe. And, uh, you know, all the places I had never been to before I was doing on that Sunday morning. And to me, that felt the safest um, because I just was there at a lot of time when people weren't normally out or a lot of people were heading off to church. And, um, you know, I think that there can be a lot of rumors about certain neighborhoods, but there's only one way to really find out. And I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I felt a lot um, safer than I really thought I would most every place. So you did feel safe throughout this entire nine month journey. I mean, there were a couple instances where I felt a little unsafe, but nothing major happened. Um, I was mostly just trying to go about my business. I mean, taking on all the alleys definitely made it a little tougher because they city strikes doesn't really keep track of the alleys. So that was really hard to keep track of. And then, uh, yeah, sometimes, I mean, why would you run down an alley? It just doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) so people would see you. And they would be like, what are you doing? And the number of dogs that like, if there wasn't a fence would have just come at me. Right. Were really, you know, that could be uh, dicey. Numerous. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those fences saved my life and, and, uh, doing it at night. Um, it was just, that part was, was maybe the, the part I was worried about the most. And there'd just be sometimes like a group of people hanging out and they would just, yeah, I just have to put my head down and go and act like I'm, what I'm doing is normal. So, so you've been on somewhat of a me. I'll call it a media tour here. Um, nothing bigger than Pace the Nation, obviously. No, nothing uh, bigger. Nothing. Uh, but you did, you know, the the article in Run Washington. Uh, you were in uh, Washingtonian Mag. Uh, you were on uh, Fox in the Morning. One hundred six seven. The Fan. I'm a big fan of one hundred six seven. Who were you on with one hundred six seven? The Fan. Oh, it was. Um Danny, who actually is an alum of the school I teach at, and then okay. this other guy, Glenn, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super cool, man. So you're on 106.7 The Fan. Um, yeah, and I was also on, this is a really funny one, I was on VOA, the Ukrainian version and the Russian version, if you, you can believe that. Do you speak the, those languages? No, I don't, but in March, the Ukrainian version of Voices of America contacted me. They wanted to do a story on it. I said it was fine, and then we met and we did, did a story on it. It was all, you know, dubbed in Ukrainian. And then the Russian uh, component contacted me at the finish and they did one, a similar one in Russian. <laughs> all right. You got to send those to Julie. Julie's running our social media. Now we will tweet those out at pace the nation. We got to hear these uh, inter- interviews. Um, oh, sure. I'll send them to you. I'll send how you did, a link. How yeah, do yeah. these people find out about this? Like you, you must be, are you, you, you are, uh, does, I don't think you're a PR agent. How do they find out? I'm guessing it's from the run Washington or the, you know, or the right. uh, Washingtonian or, you know, just, they see it and they go, Oh, that's interesting. We should do a story on it as well. And I, I, I'm sorry to say, I mean, it, you know, kind of slow news time with coronavirus shutting everything down. I think that played in your favor too. Not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hating on this. this wow. Is this, let's insult our guests. <laughs> I know. 
Thanks, thanks, Jared. Yeah. Wow, it's not, Chris, it's not like I've run a sub three marathon 20 years in a row. Yeah, thank you. Yep. No. I'm patting myself on the back. This is, that's basically what this show is for, Jared. The more you listen to, it's just to give myself <laughs> <laughs> props. And uh, well, well, the fans are speaking, Chris, because they're voting against you. <laughs> I know they are, and they're most reasonable. <laughs> that's a good Chris, point. Chris, when, when I did, a, when I ran around Haynes Point, I only did it once, and it yeah. wasn't, you know, for any purpose other than to hit the street. Yeah, thank you. See, I like the guests who butter me up. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so, so Jared, you, you are, in fact, training for a 10-day stage race. Tell, 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 tell our audience about that. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah, so this is the Vol State 500K. It is um, one of the races of Lazarus Lake, who is the famous race director for the Barkley Marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, you have... 10 days to go from basically the northwestern corner of Tennessee to effectively the southeastern corner. And it's not really a stage race in the sense, I mean, the clock is always moving. So you, whenever the clock starts, you have 10 days to get to the finish line. Is there a route? Do it. Uh, there is a route. You okay. must follow the route. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you must navigate. Uh, you're allowed to take ho- to sleep in hotels if you wish there are hotels along the course at certain points um but you must do it all self-supported uh you can only take accept aid from a fellow runner or from a what's called a road angel mm-hmm. so that would just be someone who kind of sees you and is like oh wow do you need a water or you know like some people who live on the course will set up like a stand like because they know you're the coming. runners right yep yeah exactly but Otherwise, you have to make it totally on foot. Um, yeah, from, from it, it actually starts like in Missouri and finishes in Georgia, but it's just the bulk of it is in Tennessee. Wow. So 10, 10 day cutoff. Um, I'm thinking you got this in the bag because of the uh, <laughs> we're, we're bringing back the pace the nation bump. I, I'm not yeah. sure, Docs. I don't know how Does many it... <laughs> I don't know how many seconds he's going to get over a 10 day 500k. Five, five seconds. Five seconds. That's, oh God, that's, I, I might need it. That's not going to do too much for you, Jared. But Jared, we'll consult if, the if scientists. I, yeah, we need to. If I finish in nine days, twenty-three hours, and fifty-five minutes, and uh, sorry, fifty-nine minutes and fifty-five seconds, then that's going to be the most epic finish of that you, race ever. You owe yeah. us, and you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome, man. All right, it's Jared with an A, J-A-R-A-D, 2112. What's the 2112 stand for? Yeah, so that is um, what none of you know. Mm, I certainly don't is it, know. Is it a zip code? <laughs> Doc, the zip code would have five digits. Yeah. Um, well, I can't actually hear. Yeah, I, so Doc, Doc, Doc's he's got the bad audio yeah, there. Uh <laughs> two one one two, Julie. You got to guess. Two one one two. Hmm. I don't. Know. Is, is it an album name number? Oh yes, it is the name of a of an album and a song by my favorite band, Rush. Oh okay. Oh, I know Rush. Yeah, Rush Tom, Tom Sawyer. Rush. Look at me. I'm re- I'm so, very wow. proud of myself. Yeah. There. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, you I, named <laughs> one song. Good. <laughs> I like this guy. He gives shots at me. This is good. 
<laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, great work. Um, you know, I don't know how you 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 top this. Um, this may be your ten seconds, but it's been a good ten seconds. Is it ten seconds of fame? Is that what people 15, get? Fifteen. Fifteen seconds. minutes, man. Actually, Chris, I mean, if I could just say, I am planning to run across the country next year to and raise money for cancer research. Oh, fantastic! So I hope that might try, try and top it. But yeah, dude. Well, we'll definitely, man. We'll we'll need a consistent update along the way we need like a a weekly update from you uh when you cross the when you cross the country that sounds sounds awesome i would love to do that my wife would never let me do it but i would love to do it well i feel like after after being isolated with you for the last four months she's ready to send you on a (laughs) cross-country trip on foot i would send him on a cross-country trip i just need some live-in help you know like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You can go as she, long as I have, you know, someone else in the house wants to help you me. To help with the kids. <laughs> and that's your that's your role. Yeah, that's true. That's you can true. go run your you're, heart to your heart's delight if I've got help. Julie, t- your your work your workload uh, gets thirty three percent lighter if Chris Farley's out <laughs> of the house. Probably. I'm telling you, he's the third child. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. Jared Jared, I'll text you. Well we might work this out, man. It might be you and I on the road for this. This would be Oh awesome. wow. Well then you're gonna have to slow down, Chris. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right, dude. Well, congratulations. Uh really cool thing Thanks. that you did. Uh you finished June thirteenth and I appreciate you uh you know making Pacers running a part of it. You you finished and, and went to Pacers, right? Started the last, I began my final mile at Pacers and then ran down the last remaining streets and finished at Logan Circle. That's awesome, man. Well, we appreciate uh, you giving us the shine there and the final mile, uh, being, Pacers being part of the final mile is very cool. Um, seriously, congratulations. A really fun interview. Uh, appreciate you joining uh, the program. It's, and, and I won't forget, it's Chauffeur. Jared with an A, Chauffeur. Gotcha. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. thanks. Thank, thank you. An honor, honor to be on PTN. Thanks. It was, it was, it was really fun. Thanks, thanks again. There he goes, Jared Schofer. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Jared Schofer for joining us on Pace the Nation. I felt like he was uh, really excited to be on Pace the Nation. I like that type of guest. I like somebody who gives us our just due, you know? <laughs> I am so insecure. I am so You insecure. like someone that yeah. gives us our just due and also strokes your ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so the kind of guest I like. So if you fit in that category, anyone is allowed to come on. Uh, he said it was an honor to be on Pace the Nation. That was really cool. Yeah, well done. Uh, he might just be saying that. <laughs> he probably is. It's a good way to close. Yeah. I would say a lot of stuff to be on Pace the Nation. Yeah, it's well. a good, good point. Uh, but thanks again to Jared uh, for joining us. Uh, awesome stuff. 2,400 plus miles over 186 runs. Uh, it took him nine months to run every street and alley in D.C. And we got to the nitty gritty of all that he did. So. Very cool, and he's a he's a math teacher at St. Albans. Uh, Georgetown runs a number of track practices over there. Is yeah, that true? we go up there if we want a four hundred meter track. Yeah, know? that's kind of re- they got a really. There's only nice a couple track. of those in the yeah. city, so yeah, ones that aren't square shaped or rectangular yep. or. Yeah. So he. Uh, yeah. So you probably won't see him running around the track. It doesn't sound like he does a lot of track stuff, but he's got a great track where he works. That's for sure. 
Farley, when are you going to run every street in Arlington? <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave that up to Wardian to do. I think he's going to if if uh, if somebody's going to do it, I, I believe he'll do it. Um, you say I, Arlington is so great. You're it not is even great. I, I just I would you know I'll be honest with you. I'd consider it, but I'd get lost. Um, and I, my sense of direction is just so bad that I was just going through what he was describing as he was running every street in D.C how difficult that would be for me. I would get so frustrated, yeah. loop around and be at the same spot and run 10 miles and only end up with a, a mile and a half of real work done. Um, That's and just, true. Yeah, so. Maybe we could test it with like, you run every street in 22201. Yeah, in Clarendon area. Yeah, all right. I, I don't hate that, the center of the universe. Because if you get turned around in 22201, I've got some <laughs> questions. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's surprisingly, it, it surprised me how long or how many miles uh, that DC was. So I would imagine Arlington has got to be, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to venture a guess because I'll look like an idiot. But it's a lot of miles, I'm sure. So I was hoping you would venture a guess. <laughs> Julie, what's what's uh, 22201? Is that another Rush song? <laughs> this is actually a zip code. Yes. This is the Clarendon right. <laughs> Courthouse zip code. Rush song, good one. Uh, do you like how I pulled Tom Sawyer? I was impressed with myself. Uh, yeah, another another opportunity for you to pat yourself <laughs> yeah, on I the know, back. Yeah. This has been a good day for you so far. I would have liked it more if you didn't immediately pat yourself on the back. <laughs> I, know. It, I know. It's so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like you, usually parents are su supposed to influence their children, but I feel like your children are influencing you. <laughs> that's like a three-year-old's move. Is it? That's Look at true. me. I ate all my dinner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and actually, uh, to be honest, he doesn't pat his children on the back nearly <laughs> as much as he does himself. I know. All right, we're going down a path. <laughs> we're going down a path I, I don't want to go down. Uh, let's move on. Uh, thanks again to Jared for joining us. Uh, great interview there. Look forward to following his uh, across the country uh, odyssey that he's going to do next year. Um, so in sort of serious news here, uh, really disappointing to see another Big E school uh, drop the cross-country program on the men's side. Um, you know, recently we've talked about on, on this program uh, it, a couple of schools um, Akron, they, they dropped the men's cross-country program. Brown then dropped their program. Then they actually reinstated their program. Then but they, they picked dropped, it up. They picked it back up. Uh, but recently, UConn was the latest uh, cross-country domino to fall on the men's side. And just super disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it came a week before they actually re-entered the Big East, too. The Big wow. East entrance only happened, I think, two days ago. I think it was a July 1st, like, reinstating UConn back into the Big East. And so, funny enough, we were on a phone call, all the head coaches in the Big East. We've had UConn on the calls for literally since last year, just because so many of our, so many of our calls are about planning for, you know, the following year. And so... Uh, Director of Drack and Field there, Greg Roy, has been on all of our calls. And we were we were on a call discussing uh, some changes that are happening in the NCAA for cross-country when he got the phone call mm, from wow. his AD that they were dropping the program. He must so, have been shocked. That's yeah, awful. I mean, they knew it was kind of coming. But, you know, to his credit, they had raised $1.5 million wow. in a span of like seven days um, because they heard that this might be coming down the pipeline. I mean, $1.5 million in seven days. 
couldn't save and the, the university program. still dropped the program. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing that the Big East is not standing up and saying anything about it. Like the, the commissioner, the council, like no one's saying anything about it. We just entered this, you know, we thought was going to be a huge game changer for the entire conference across the board. You know, in the back, at, at the end of the day, it all goes back to basketball. I mean, it's a basketball conference. So it still raises the bar um, as a basketball conference. But when you knock out like six, six to eight sports, you know, it just seems so disappointing that no one's saying anything like, hey, we've been courting you to come back in the conference. They have to pay money to come back in the conference. And the week before they come back in the conference, They're they caught. drop eight sports. That's too bad. I just hope it's not going to be another uh, few dominoes that fall before the uh, cross-country season. Um, do you think, you know, and if you want to break news, you can break news here on Pace Nation. Not that there's any news to break. I don't have any inside sources. But do you think we're going to have a cross-country season this fall? I do. I just, I don't know how many schools are going to be able to participate. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see, and I think the next eight weeks will be very telling, you know, especially with the kind of explosion in coronavirus over the last couple of weeks here in places in the U.S. that haven't had huge surges. Um, you know, this is not even, you know, quote unquote, the second wave. This is still part of the first wave. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like, if we get into the season, if we're going to be able to complete the season, if you're going to see schools kind of closing up shop and sending kids home, um, just depending on their ability to control it on college campuses. I mean, college campuses have to be the most difficult place to control coronavirus. Yeah, for sure. The population of people who are now kind of looked at as being uh, the ones who are spreading the coronavirus most rapidly are like 18 to 28 year olds. And so now you're putting all those people on a college campus and and hoping for the best. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting. Well, I just worry if there is a, you know, if if there isn't cross country or there is at least, you know, false or there's some false sports that don't happen or, you know, at least fall sports have shortened season i'm just worried about quietly some universities would sort of cancel these programs because you know that would be the time to do it sort of under the radar uh what what do you think about that crackpot theory (laughs) i i think uh i think it's going to be really really interesting because if universities don't um have the revenue intake that they're projecting um, you know, they've already had to return so much money coming off of the spring semester. It just depends on, you know, how well the university's been run, you know, what kind of debt they're working with. Um, and then depending on how, you know, how much money they're able to pull in this year, schools that have massive, like, you know, 20 to $30 billion endowments, you know, are, are probably in a, a different situation. But schools who have less than that, who are, you know, really tight about their operating budget every single year, you know, athletics is going to take some of that hit. Um, And so, you know, all of us are going to be hoping that we don't come to that place and we're able to successfully have seasons and successfully have a year ahead of us. Um, But I do think we will see some of that fallout, unfortunately. All right. Well, we'll uh, keep you posted like no other podcast out there. Having Julie as the director of cross country and track at Georgetown, I'm hopeful. I know uh, how hopeful you are as well, and all for you, for for you, your coaches, your student athletes. It's really important that they have uh, a season. 
All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. locations. D.C. that has 2,400 and some odd miles uh, that you can run. Uh, we are for every run. Our six locations are open. Uh, go to runpacers.com. You can get an appointment uh, to see one of our fit specialists in our store. Uh, we also are still doing our virtual fittings online, uh, runpacers.com for that as well. Uh, so head to runpacers.com. We've got you covered, any of your running needs, uh, and we are open for business in all our stores. Also sponsored by Random Row Beer. Random Row with a brewery on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville. So if you're in Charlottesville, check them out on Preston Avenue. But also, as we've talked about on this program, you can get Random Row Beer delivered to your home here in Arlington, D.C., Alexandria, wherever you live here in the listening in the local area, you can get your uh, Random Row Beer delivered. Uh, ColdCountrySalmon.com will deliver the beer for you. I was enjoying a uh, crisp, smooth, hazy pale ale yesterday. And uh, I know that's not the name of the beer. It's the Mosaic. <laughs> mosaic. You was, somehow uh, convinced our neighbor to be uh, purchasing from Cold Country Salmon. Yep. And so I, I go out to check on you and the boys as I'm making dinner. And he and, hands and me And there you mosaic. are holding a can of Mosaic, yep. you know, on the sidewalk, yep. enjoying yourself. That's a, good, that's a good neighbor. Yep. It's good. Scott, well done, my, my friend. Uh, he's a listener and uh, obviously supporting... Uh, the sponsors of the program. So thank you to uh, everybody who sponsor or who supports uh, Random Row and Pacers. All right, let's get to the important stuff here. Uh, time travel and Docs has got an update on time travel. Uh, you know the space time, <laughs> the space time. What continuum. are you working on in that quarantine bunker, Docs? The space, space time continuum is uh, an important topic for all five years of this program. Um, I'm not even sure what this update is, but Docs, fill us in on what you got to say about time travel. Did you guys ever hear about the uh, physicists who were marching down in Washington, D.C.? And, mm. and they, they were like, what do we want? Time travel. <laughs> when do we want it? When do we want it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke if that's. If that's no, a this joke. Is, that's a real story. That's a real story. You know, last week Julie was wishing that she could turn back the clock, and and we talked about a, a tweet that that Carter brought to our attention that mm -hmm. that showed that 2020 is proof that that there's not time travel. <laughs> um, but but the, there was a nice response to that, which I think you know we owe our listeners uh, that update. And you know anybody who is a fan of the time travel genre of of uh, literature or, or movies know about the butterfly effect and somebody said 2020 might be proof that time travel is possible except that every time they come back in time to fix something uh there's a butterfly effect and and something worse comes of it so like mm. if you remember the, the the murder hornets were here for a month they were like so somebody came back, they tried to fix something, and now all of a sudden we have murder hornets. <laughs> so then they came back and they stopped the murder hornets, and then, you know, coronavirus, and then they came back. So every month there seems to be something different. That that might just be the butterfly effect. So uh, thankfully somebody has pointed out that, that perhaps 
uh, we don't have definitive proof that that time travel is impossible. Right, right. I think that you explained it. You explained it very well. I think that we actually have pretty good proof that time travel is possible through that explanation. I think it's pretty right, clear. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and and they just they just need to work out the kinks. So if everybody <laughs> just stay home, right, be safe. Uh, and and have faith in our future future generations that are going to come back and save us. I, I, I uh, we just turned uh, the page to July. I'm 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 really uh, crossing my fingers that there isn't something really bad in this month. Well, today is today is July second, which means we're closer to the uh, the January first, twenty twenty one, than we are January first, twenty twenty. Thank God for that. <laughs> That's true. We just we just got there. We made we made it that far at least. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to make quick predictions about what you think is going to be the disaster of July twenty twenty? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't want to be that negative. I'm going to just say that uh, we're we're through the we're 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 out of the woods now. I think we're good. Can can I just throw out there uh, something? If if you go through the the list of like all of the crazy things that have happened this year, I didn't remember government. the murdered hornets. I've never heard of murdered yeah. hornets. Oh boy! <laughs> Dude, Am I making myself uh, look dumb again? Well, okay. it, I'm sure you heard of them, and you just forgot because there's so much stuff. Right. Just like, did you know, and everybody can look this up, our government unclassified information on UFOs, and nobody even talked about it because there was so much other stuff going on. This was like the last six months was the perfect time to like just admit right. to all the bad stuff you've done over your life because n- nobody cares because there's they're just so preoccupied with all the big stuff. We sh- we I, because and the reason I thought about this I was I was about to make my prediction for July 2020 and I was like oh we're gonna be uh, I I bet you it's gonna be aliens and then and then it triggered and I was like no wait that's already actually happened and nobody cared <laughs> well well my apologies don't believe me after the show you can you can Google that you all right I will well, well apparently today is World UFO Day as well. Dude, that is so weird. I That's didn't know really that. weird. I just saw a post for it. Happy World UFO Day, July second. Well, all weird. this it's also weird that that's a thing. <laughs> There's a day for everything. Well, all this means is I, I owe uh, Jared an apology because you're saying that there's so much going on that you can't get to the news. I just uh, criticized yeah. the fact that uh, he got his 15 minutes of fame because there was nothing going on. So Because there's nothing going on. You're wrong. It, it's sta- like it, this is the craziest news cycle ever. I stand corrected. So his, his news was so good that it trumped a lot of yeah. the, all that was going on in this news cycle. So. Yeah, and and I'll say, uh, hopefully he's made it this far. He didn't he didn't just turn off the podcast and discuss <laughs> when you offended him. Might have he might have, but uh, hey, it won't be the la- it won't be the last time I, I anger a guest. In in the spirit of this being the best time to come clean about things, can I can I admit to something? Please, since 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 nobody will hold me accountable for it because tomorrow UFA, UFOs yes. are going to land on the White House lawn. This um, is a, this is a great way to close. Yes, please do. Yeah. So 
Uh, you know, I, I think a couple weeks ago I talked about how we were releasing our Pace the Nation episodes. Like, we normally release them on Monday, and we had released some, like, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, and, and I had admitted or, or, or I wanted to clarify that I was being directed when to release them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will admit that, that this last episode, 140, that we released – was supposed to go out on Monday, and I didn't release it until Tuesday, and and that has one hundred percent to do with the Kaishai Fitness <laughs> Challenge. <Right>. Yes, <laughs> I was just so preoccupied with with doing push-ups. You were and literally working constantly. out all day. You put crazy yeah, numbers. Yeah, I couldn't up. get yeah. it. I couldn't get the. I couldn't get the the podcast out on time, and that that was on me. I have to admit that. I'm glad you came clean. Thank you. Farley, can I also say that uh, on the Saturday, so with four days left in the contest, I w- was doing so many pull-ups that my body wasn't used to. I strained my elbow. So I, I'm not I, and surprised. Then, and, then, and then on the last night at 11.30, uh, 11.30 p.m., I, I did burpees for the first time all month because my arms were just dead and, and it was the only way I could like keep scoring points. I actually strained my hamstring. <laughs> so, oh like, gosh. coming out of this Kaishai challenge, I have, like, uh, a bad elbow and a strained hamstring. Well, <laughs> Doing things that don't matter. <laughs> there goes all that weight you lost. You're putting it back on yeah. now. I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love to um, know what the fallout is. Like, how oh, many yeah. injuries yeah. in the next week are going to pop That's up? That's going to be the... How consti- many days that- of rest happen after the conclusion of this event? Like... What is the fallout? I know. That's going to be our <laughs> catastrophe in July, for sure. Yeah. Re- regarding burpees, I, I texted my team on, on uh, Tuesday. I was like, I don't know why I haven't been doing burpees all month. And then uh, the next day, I wrote to them and I said, now I know why I haven't been doing burpees all month. <laughs> don't blame you. All right, great show, guys. Another one in the books. Thank you to our guest, Jared Schofer, for joining us. That's Jared with an A. You can follow him on Instagram, Jared with an A. 2112 on Instagram. He ran every single street in D.C. And great job, uh, great interview today, Jared. So thank you for joining us. All right, guys. Hey guys, what are we gonna do for the the two hundred and fiftieth of a thousand episodes? Like the, the quarter of a thousand episodes. Is there gonna be a celebration? Is Tweet Doc us. gonna come out of hiding? Like what what's gonna happen? Tweet us some some suggestions at Pace the Nation. I think that's a good point. It's coming. It's coming soon. We're at, we're done with episode two forty one. All right, that's Julie Cully, and for Wavy Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
the um, it's the uh, space space time, time oh, continuum. Yep, yep, yep. yep. These are good questions, cool. Docs. You got it. Oh, Phil, um, Docs, I'm a Philly fan as well. Just have to, uh, <laughs> oh man, this oh, is two nice. weeks in a row. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we've run out of time, guys. No. Uh, <laughs> Go Phillies. <laughs> Go Eagles. <laughs> oh, Jesus.